Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Brad Hicks, and this is the Spooky SLV Podcast. Let's get started. Okay, folks, I'm back. Finally, I am over COVID. <laughs> that was a pain in the butt. But we're good. We're good to go. I can do these recordings now. Um, uh, I want to thank all the kids from Sierra Grand High School and my friend Travis, their teacher, who uh, asked them to submit a bunch of stories because they're the only ones that have kept this podcast running for the last few weeks. And I am very appreciative of that. Next week, I'm going to end up having to, uh, I don't know, I may read some Lovecraft stories. I may read some Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll just do some fun, you know, fiction stories just from off the internet, too. Um, I will be asking for submissions again. If you guys got stories, send them to me. Um, SpookySLVPodcast at gmail.com. It's pretty simple you just type out your story in the email and i will read it on the on the show so um let's get going have some fun tonight okay first story we have tonight is from araceli minchaka entitled my brother's room i have lived most of my life in the house i live in now i have had some experiences myself in my house Not very scary ones, but there have been some weird feelings in my own home. One of my older brothers loves heavy metal music. He has many weird-looking posters in his room. I'm not sure how they don't scare him. His room is away from everybody else's rooms. He is like in his own little corner. His room has always given me a weird vibe. I blame it all on the posters hanging in his room. Anyways, one time my sister-in-law and oldest brother were visiting, and my brother gave up his room to them. There were three of them staying in the room, my brother, my sister-in-law, and my nephew. My brother has a lot of stuff in his closet that he really doesn't touch or pay any attention to. My older brother ended up waking up before my sister-in-law. Him and my nephew left the room. Not too long after, Brandy came out of the room with her eyes very big and shocked. My mom asked her what was wrong. One of uh, E.S. bags flew out of the closet and hit me. What? What bag was it? E.S. asked. Is it a little Sierra Grande drawstring bag? That's happened to me too, Ias said. When they said this, no one wanted to believe him, and I didn't believe him either, until it happened again to my brother. The exact same bag and the exact same thing. When they put the bag back, I went to go see if it actually, if they actually put it away. It was in the closet pretty good and did not look like it could just fall out of the closet. They both said it flew at them they were, while they were sleeping. My brother also had another time where he lost his wallet and was looking everywhere he went that day. Not even being dramatic, but he destroyed his room looking for the wallet. When he got back home from looking around at the lake, his wallet was laid on his bed. Ever since that has happened, I will not sleep in his room whatsoever. I personally think my brother's room has bad vibes of some sort. I even get a feeling when I'm in his room. There are many other things that have happened in my house. That's interesting, just that one bag in the wallet thing. You'd think the, well, <laughs> obviously whoever's throwing the bag don't like your family, but, they, you know, you never know. Thank you, Araceli, I appreciate that.
Okay, next story. And before I get started on this, there will be a correction. I don't have four stories. I've only got three. I've actually had more stories than I thought left over from the Sierra grandkids. So uh, on to the next one, guys. This one is not titled, unfortunately. I We'll just call it Boom. How about that? And it is written by Alexia Gonzalez. On a bright, gloomy night, there was a full moon bright in the sky. No lights were needed to see outside. It was around the time of a family member's death, a tragic death. My grandma had a baby in this house at the time of birth. The baby was born, but was born with complications and died later that night. After that, you started hearing noises and weird activity in the house. Ever since then, there was a new type of vibe in the house. It wasn't good or bad vibe. My family describes it as feeling someone's presence when you're in that house. One day for a vacation, my cousin went to this place and stayed at my grandma's house where the baby died. During the night, my cousin woke up with a weird feeling. He got up and went to the kitchen to get water. Uh, in this house, there is a balcony. When he was walking back to his room, he saw and heard someone on the balcony. He said, hey, who's there? No one responded. He proceeded to up the stairs when he heard another movement. He then again said, who's there? When he heard a loud cry. Suddenly he got intrigued and went back down the stairs. He saw the shadow of a little kid. He got scared but tried talking to the kid. He then proceeded to open the balcony door. When he opened the balcony door, there was nothing there. Boom! Eric heard a loud bang on the window. He freaked out and he ran to his room and called my Uncle Juan. Juan said, what's going on, bro? Eric said, did you hear that? Juan said, no, nah, you're tripping, bro. Later in the night, Eric was dreaming about the kid and his death. Rumors say it was my grandma's son letting them know that his spirit was with them. Another rumor says that Eric was drunker than a skunk and fantasized the whole thing. <laughs> Could go either way on that one, I think. And uh, again, Alexis, I, I, I appreciate you submitting your story. Okay, final story for the night is a very short one, entitled Broken Down by Lalo Ambriz. Back in 2019, on a load taking food product to El Paso, Texas, it was about 11 o'clock at night. It was cold and the wind was blowing. I was driving around the San Antonio Mountain, headed toward Anito, Colorado, when the check engine light in the semi-truck began flashing. I was already pretty tired, so I decided to pull over and get some sleep. I would look into what was wrong with the truck in the morning. As soon as I pulled over onto the dirt pullout, the semi-truck shut off. Of course, there was no phone service for miles. My heart dropped. I felt as if I was stranded there. I wondered to myself, what could be wrong with the truck? Maybe a loose wire or even a blown fuse? I remained parked for some time before laying down to get some rest. While I was trying to fall asleep, I heard a big boom. Right after the boom, the truck shook. Scared the crap right out of me. I got up, looked out the windows, opened my door, and nothing. After a little time passed, the same thing happened. Finally, it stopped. After two hours, I fell asleep. The next day, I woke up and looked out my window, and there was a cross on the side right by my truck. I was spooked. I almost soiled myself. I sat in the driver's seat and attempted to start it. It started on the first crank. Did my truck really have problems? 
or did someone want company? That's a good one. I like that. San Antonio Mountain's got some stories about it that, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, there's some good stories out there from San Antonio. Um, Lalo, I appreciate your submission, but thank you. Okay, folks, that's it for me tonight. Um, as I said, I was mistaken on the number of stories. I found the short one that broken down, entitled Broken Down. That one was in there that I didn't see it. So we actually read three tonight, and uh, we'll have two more from the Sierra Grand students next week. And um, probably going to read either a short Lovecraft story or Edgar Allan Poe. I'm a huge fan of both, and I have you know the materials on hand got a couple books that I can read from. And also I will probably get into contact with uh Christopher O'Brien again. He let me read uh one of the stories about the uh prairie dragons and I'll see if maybe he'll just let me start reading a few from time to time out of his books either from Enter the Valley or the Mysterious Valley. He was he's real good about that, so I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. But um that's it for tonight folks. I hope you enjoy the podcast. We will talk to you later. Okay, coming back at you tonight with the uh, very last thing for what we're talking about, um, going again into the support. I know times are tight and it's not really getting better for anybody. Um, so I'm going to say this. If you want to support, that's great. We have a link on my Spotify page that lends you to the support uh, section of the podcast. But knowing that times are tight, if you don't want to support, at least share the podcast. Have some friends listen to it or family listen to it. See if they've got a story or two that they maybe want to submit and hear on there. Or yourself, if you've got a story, submit it. That's the best way to support me, honestly, is to keep this going. I'm running out of stories, and I really would love stories from the valley. Not necessarily going to happen because it doesn't seem like anybody really adds too many to it. I do have uh, one on deck that I remember that um, was emailed to me a couple of days ago. So that one will probably be read either next week or the week after. But the support page, let's get back to that. It, uh, it's a, like a Patreon thing. It has three different tiers. There's the 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or the $9.99 a month. Now, I would love everybody to do the $9.99 a month, but again, times being tight, a buck a month really isn't too much. Um, and it, you, it actually does help with the podcast. Um, I haven't made enough money since I started doing this and started actually getting a, a little bit of revenue from uh, support and from uh, ads. I haven't made enough to replace any equipment yet, so we're 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 slowly getting there. It's going to be a while. Um, but the biggest thing for me is that people actually listen and they want to help. They want to support. If it's ninety nine cents a month, I'm perfectly fine with that. It it makes it a slow build, but it's money I can save up to get new equipment uh, 
you know, maybe some soundproofing so I don't have to turn everything off in the house so I can hear myself. <laughs> but again, the biggest support you can give me is sharing, getting other people involved with the podcast, and sharing your stories. Emailing me stories through spookyslvpodcast at gmail.com. Those are the best ways you can support the podcast. Because, again, I'll say this again. I really love doing this podcast just for the heck of it. It's fun. If I don't make money on it, that's fine. You know, I can save up money somehow or another. Being unemployed, that's kind of hard to do. And the fact that we're hitting a recession soon, and if you don't believe that, you're crazy. (laughs) It's going to make it even tougher. But, again, still really just enjoy doing the podcast. So, I'm going to leave you guys tonight think about it at the very least just share share it with family friends you know convince them if they have a story to send it in the email is there and uh i would really really appreciate it thanks guys have a good evening